0: Talk one zero four one and a good Monday morning, friends. Showers heading our way. High of seventy three. Look at that first alert forecast coming up. There is a. Um, we've got some audio of, of Joe Biden. <laughs> I, I've got a uh, thought on on uh, Biden as of late, and I've noticed it seems like he's doing more of these sit down interviews, and he did an interview uh that aired. it was on MSNBC with Jonathan Capehart. and at one point it appears in the middle of talking that he dozed off to the point and you could tell the uh Jonathan Capehart, who's doing the interviewing goes oh like you know you would if you like uh-oh, uh oh oh, he he audibly reacts to what he, he I believe uh, is him thinking that Biden just fell asleep. He's asking him whether or not Jill wants him to run again. And he does this thing where it looks like he dozes off. There's a long pause. You know, the the visuals are very important on that one. And we'll get clips up for you uh, so you can see them for yourselves. Um, but then he just, yeah, you know, it's the normal meandering. Uh, he also did an event with... Uh, Oh, I forget. It's some organization of young people that are supposed to be leaders of tomorrow. And, of course, there's one who's a guy that dresses as a woman. Um, and uh, it, it, there, the question comes up about student loans and the so-called forgiveness, which isn't forgiveness. It's just transferring it to other people who did not agree to take out the loans. And he talks about how he managed to get it passed with just one or two votes. Uh, he it didn't get passed at all. He signed this executive order, but it, in his in his head it went through Congress, and in his head, evidently, it passed by one or two votes. That's what he tells him. I, I mean, I'm I'm beginning to think that it is deliberate that he is. At least it seems to me he's he's doing more of these on camera interviews, more of these situation especially when you're talking about sitting down with a number of different young people uh and asking questions and I'm sure that he's prepped ahead of time but uh as as to what the questions are going to be but I don't know that perhaps they are now setting him up to fail that the decision is going to be coming soon the benchmark of the midterm elections and it will be after that that uh, biden will be publicly or some you know announcing whether or not he's going to run for re-election wait till the midterms are over perhaps after uh, the 1st of the year and if there isn't a deliberate attempt to get him out there enough to where what what we all see which is all very very obvious democrats can pretend as if it's something new that's occurring that uh, they can begin to, to question whether or not, based on very recent interviews, see, I mean, this is just something new that's come about, uh, whether or not it is best for the country, best for the party, and most importantly, best for Joe Biden himself, to go ahead and to step aside and, and enjoy his final days or years here on Earth with his family to be able to spend time with his grandkids, of which he can never remember the exact number of. Uh, and, and you know, perhaps that's what's happening here. Now, I haven't done a count of how many interviews he's done or sit down on camera conversations he's been allowed to do, I should say. Uh, over the last six months compared to the first year and a half or year of, of his term. But it just feels like we're seeing more of these, and they don't go well. I mean, it's not as if he's knocking them out of the ballpark, and so his handlers go, you know what, this is good news. Let's continue to do this. We need to do more of these. I mean, when it appears that you fall asleep in the middle of an answer, or you doze off. It's not a real, ex- like I said, you'll hear the audio where uh, the, the interviewer from MSNBC goes, oh, like, uh-oh, something's going on here. And then Biden, can, oh, oh, and uh, then wanders about for a bit. Also, you may have seen this ad that's running against Eric Schmidt, and it is a, a gal who um, claims that uh, she went to Freeman Hospital in Joplin, where just Days before she had been, everything was normal with her pregnancy. But then there was just horrible, heartbreaking news, and that there was something wrong with the baby. And if she did not deliver the baby right then, uh, then you know she, you know, every, could go horribly wrong. Her health was in danger. Her life was in danger. But because of Eric Schmidt and the extreme pro-life legislation. She was told, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see until you're just about dead before we can do anything. And this is an ad that goes out, and it also gives tons of free press. The Springfield News Leader has a piece on this. After Missouri banned abortions, she was left with a baby dying inside. Doctors said they could do nothing. The problem is, with this story, is the law is very specific. If you have a doctor who recognizes we got serious health issues with the mother, then there's an exception. This is like the Ohio story all over again, where there was the story about the 10-year-old girl who had to go across state lines to get an abortion when the law made an exemption so that little girl never had to leave the state. I mean, the issue here, even if we're going to get into this, You had Freeman Hospital and Joplin take this position. The problem is with Freeman Hospital, it's not with the law. Because the law says that the doctor has the right, has the authority to assess the health of the mother, and in a situation like that, in which you're talking about potential death for the mother, which is what she claims she was told, of course the hospitals can't verify this because of HIPAA stuff, then she could have received the abortion. Uh, Megan Fox of PJ Media actually has a story on this and what she calls what I do as well, red flags of, you know, another one of these stories that you can't verify certain parts of it. And it is contradicted by by the law itself, Um I I went at least the news leader story I saw online did not mention any of that instead it presents it as if this is somebody that had no other choice and was turned away even though her life was in danger and had to go to another state because of the law in Missouri but that's not the law in Missouri Let's get a news update, then a look at that weather in moments. I'm Nick Reed.
1: Polk County fire crews battled a large grass fire on Sunday afternoon. The fire started near Bolivar while a farmer was working in a field. Fire, office, fire officials rather say the fire quickly spread to another field, but the fire was contained. Officials say no buildings or homes were impacted and no one was injured. A small town in central Missouri is suffering great loss after a wildfire ripped through the area over the weekend. Woldridge, which is located west of Columbia near the Missouri River, was evacuated Saturday afternoon. Fire crews say that 23 buildings were destroyed. No one was injured, but one person was taken to the hospital for life-threatening injuries. A woman has died after a motorcycle crash in Stone County Saturday afternoon. The accident happened on Highway 76 near Cape Fair. Troopers say 69-year-old Susan Whitehour and 72-year-old Douglas Whitehour were riding in a Can-Am Spider when they drove off the road and overturned. Susan was pronounced dead at the scene. Douglas was taken to a Springfield hospital with moderate injuries. Susan and Douglas are both from Fillmore, Utah. I'm Matt Moyer, Springfield's Talk, 1041.
0: First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work. Showers this afternoon. And I think actually they may make their way in a bit sooner than that, late morning or so. But we definitely will see them. A high today near 73. Showers, possibly thunderstorms tonight. Some could produce heavy rainfall uh, between one and two inches in addition to what comes today. A low of 47. Showers, possibly a thunderstorm tomorrow. A high of 48. Uh, sunny 63 on Wednesday, mostly sunny Thursday with a high, again, of 63. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. So you may have seen this ad, and it's the sort of ad that as long as the, the media is on your side, they will not only not fact check it. But they will help give you all the free promotion that you want. And this is an ad that clearly it's targeting Eric Schmidt as he runs for the U.S. Senate. Springfield Leader is doing their job and uh, help promoting the story as if it is unquestionable. After Missouri banned abortions, she was left with a baby dying inside. Doctors said they could do nothing. Megan Fox was on top of this. She is one of a limited number of true journalists that we have in this country. She writes for PJ Media, and she has a story, Political Stunt, Viral Abortion Horror Story in Missouri, Perfectly Timed for October Surprise. Back in July, the viral story of a 10-year-old rape victim in Ohio being denied an abortion appeared in a Gannett corporate newspaper, the Indianapolis Star. That's also who owns the Springfield News Leader. The story was short on details, was unverifiable, and lacked any information about who raped the child until PJ Media started asking questions. What we discovered was that the press was totally uninterested in the man who raped the child, an illegal alien, and never bothered to find out if the abortion could have been performed in Ohio under the law. After speaking with lawmakers and the attorney general of Ohio, the experts all agreed that the doctor who sent the child to Indiana was negligent and could have given her an abortion in the state. A ten-year-old rape victim was used by pro-abortion activists to get their scare headlines and whip up anger at abortion restriction uh, laws. And I should note they they did just that. The media does it because the media is not interested in printing the truth. They they are a they are a a campaign entity for the Democrat Party. She notes that now activists are doing it again. This time in Missouri. Gannett owned paper once again. The Springfield news leader dropped a scary story October 13th about Melissa Farmer, a self-described, quote, pro-life Christian, whose water broke at 17 weeks and who then began cramping and bleeding. Farmer claimed that she went to a hospital in Joplin where she was told her baby was terminal and she might die without an abortion. But she says they turned her away and refused to do it supposedly because of Missouri's abortion law and forced her to go out of state for the procedure. From the news leader, farmers' options were limited in Missouri. Quote, sit and wait in the hospital for however long it took for her heartbeat to either stop or for infection to set in for me to bleed to death. We did not like those options. Doctors suggested she and McNeil travel out of state to receive care, but after calling four hospitals in Illinois and three in Kansas, it seemed no one would take her. Which is weird. I mean, I- Illinois, one of the states in particular, that's welcoming people to come get abortions. The piece in the newsletter continued. They even drove out to Kansas University Medical Center in Kansas City, Kansas, that same day where she said doctors told her the same thing she'd heard in Joplin. Quote, this child is not viable. Your health is at risk. In quote. The red flags in the story are numerous. Let's start with the fact that it is completely unverifiable. The hospital is on the record saying that they can't answer any questions about it because of HIPAA. The reporter at the News Leader says she reviewed medical records that showed Farmer was at great risk of dying with many complications like deep vein thrombosis and risk of uh, hysterectomy. If that is true, Farmer absolutely qualified for abortion under Section 7 of Missouri's abortion law. It's not even arguable. Here is what the law says, quote, medical emergency, a condition which, based on reasonable medical judgment, so complicates the medical condition of a pregnant woman as to necessitate the immediate abortion of her pregnancy to avert the death of the pregnant woman, or for which a delay will create a serious risk of substantial and irreversible physical impairment of a major bodily function of the present uh, pregnant woman. Physician, any person licensed to practice medicine in this state, by the State Board of Registration for the Healing Arts, reasonable medical judgment, defined as a medical judgment, that would be made by a reasonable, prudent physician, knowledgeable about the case and the treatment possibilities with respect to the medical conditions involved. Farmer's condition met every legal requirement. PJ Media spoke with Representative Nick Schroer, the author of the abortion law in Missouri, and he agreed. This is the guy who wrote it. Quote, it's leftist propaganda. I have no idea what kind of practitioner would just toss their hands up and hypothetically let a woman die when we have protections in the law that everyone, even the governor, myself, and the attorney general have reiterated time and time again. And and let me tell you before I continue on with the piece here. Who puts people in more danger? Individuals who pass a law that puts an exception in there. For the life and health of the mother, or people who are lying and telling pregnant women that no such exemption exists. Which of those two scenarios, which of those two messages makes it more likely that a woman who is in that position believes that I can't have it done here, and so she's scrambling, wasting time trying to find. Somewhere outside of state that will do it. I would argue that falsely convincing women that even if their life is in danger due to pregnancy issues, they can't get an abortion here, that puts the woman's life in greater danger than a law that gives the exemption. And it is unfortunately outlets like the News Leader that instead of using an opportunity like this to inform women, hey, you don't have to worry about it. There is an exemption. Here's what it is. This is what PJ Media did. Continue to perpetrate a lie and to falsely, to mislead people into potentially putting themselves in a very, very dangerous and perhaps life-threatening situation. The author of the legislation noted absolutely is an emergency. This is atrocious. I think any practitioner that will just refer a woman out and just say, all right, we can't do anything. You have to go home and take care of this on your own is negligence and medical malpractice. Schroeder continued to cast doubt on the media coverage, saying the media, who should be second-guessing these claims and questioning these claims, are trying to verify, instead put these allegations out there to stoke fears just in time for the midterm elections. The story notes that Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, clearly the target, he's up for re-election again, Trudy Bush Valentine, the Bush family, Missouri's Kennedys with incredible wealth and privilege, similar scandals of murders and rubbing elbows with very bad people. They note that St. Louis health system tried to stoke back, or stoke fear back in June after Roe and Casey were overturned by cutting off the distribution of Plan B birth control generating panicked headlines that Missouri had made it illegal to get birth control. Shortly after the scare, St. Luke's again made national news when it revealed the policy and began distributing Plan B once again, after A.G. Schmidt and Governor Mike Parson debunked the claim that it was illegal. But activists got the headlines they wanted out of the episode, leading low-information voters to believe emergency contraceptives had been criminalized by the dastardly Republicans. And I can attest to this because I remember... Hearing from people saying, I, I, "I, my friends, my family members, tell me the birth control's outlawed in Missouri." The medical community's stance on these issues, even after being proven wrong, is always to say that the law is too ambiguous for them to comprehend, and so they go to extremes in order to protect themselves from liability, or perhaps it's something else, like those click-worthy headlines that help Democrats get back in power. We're going to take a break, and there's a few more components to this I want to share with you. The American Transmissions Talk at text line 447 KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk one zero four one. Now there's two parts of this coverage that this campaign ad is, is getting that is clearly aimed at Eric Schmidt and it is a woman claiming that Despite the fact that there is uh, an exemption in the life and health of the mother for an abortion in Missouri, that the law uh, prevented her from getting uh, what she referred to as an abortion with a, a baby dying inside. But there's also the... The editor's note at the beginning of this story, after publication, Melissa Farmer reached out to the news leader to clarify that when she said she was pro-life, well, she wasn't really pro I mean, well, personally, she says she is, but, but politically, she's pro-choice. Okay. <laughs> um, PJ Media did a little, ah, just, again, very simple. It's It's not too difficult to find out where people stand politically, and while it doesn't in and of itself necessarily mean that uh, claims of a particular story are true or are not true, when one describes oneself as you know, pro-life, Christian, and so forth, but then has tweets and retweets that scream otherwise, it does call into question credibility. Before we get traffic. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, all of your real estate needs. Like you, perhaps I see tons and tons of postings that uh, people in the industry are putting regarding homes in in you know that are for sale. If anyone's looking for a home, uh, I've got this three bedroom. It's you know you know fantastic home. So it can be very confusing because it seems like there's a sea of realtors out there that are looking to sell homes. So what do you do? You ask someone you know. You know me, and I'm telling you, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Known Emily for years. She's a fantastic partner to the station. So many of you know her personally as well. You can also read reviews online, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, and you'll see what you get. Total advocate who's passionate about what she does, and she does it extremely well. That's who you want in your corner fighting for you when it comes to such a big decision as purchasing a home or selling your current home. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. First alert forecast, showers, thunderstorms today, a high near 73. Showers possibly thunderstorm tonight. Some could produce heavy rainfall of around 47. One to two additional inches into the overnight hours. Tomorrow showers possibly a thunderstorm high of 48. As much as an additional inch tomorrow of rain possible. Sunny 63 Wednesday, mostly sunny Thursday, high of 63. There is an ad that is out there claiming that because of Eric Schmidt, a pro-life Christian woman uh, who was told at the hospital that um, that there was a, a severe problem with the pregnancy and that the chance of survival at 17 weeks and five days were zero according to the assessment. and doctors recommended terminating the pregnancy. Because her, you know, we're talking about health and life of the mother here, and, and the claim in the ad is that because that there is, you know, essentially the inference here is that there's no exception for the life and health of the mother in Missouri's abortion law, and that's not true. There is. It's very specific. The news leader, of course, does not cover that, does not inform viewers of that, instead allows viewers in the run-up to the election— or their readers, rather, in the run-up to the election to be misled about that law. What a tremendous contribution to the community the news leader is. Instead of using this as an opportunity to educate people. And to perhaps ask other questions, which Megan Fox of PJ Media does. Now, aside from the fact that Missouri law... Even according to the author of the law, which again, that's who PJ Media reached out to, perhaps the news leaders should hire Megan Fox as a consultant on how to do this job. Nick Schroer, the author of the abortion law, said that I have no idea what sort of practitioner would just toss their hands up, hypothetically let a woman die when we have protections in the law that everyone, even the governor, myself, and attorney general have reiterated time and time again. This is absolutely an emergency. It's atrocious. Now, when it comes to the political component of this, because the fact of the matter is, this is, as this, I think everyone would agree, an incident like this, as it is described, just uh, not the political part of it here, but the losing of a child is a horrible thing. But when you decide to put yourself in a campaign ad, you put it out there. To which PJ Media said, that leads us back to Farmer's story. The self-proclaimed, quote, pro-life Christian has an unusual social media presence for a person with those beliefs. Farmer's Facebook page is full of posts mocking Christians. She also belongs to a Facebook group that mocks conservatives called conservatives threatening us with a good time again. In one post, Farmer declares, this is why I don't believe in any religion. The Twitter account PJ Media noted is also equally suspicious. She opened the account in April of 2022 and only posted a handful of tweets beginning in October. They speculate she's or they note that she's only been tweeting for a couple of weeks or she deleted everything that she posted before October. They do note that one of her retweets attacked Attorney General Eric Schmidt as a fascist. Her Twitter followers are also interesting, along with whom she follows. They're all blue-checked Missouri Democrats or political operatives, one of them, Alex Witt, the campaign manager for Trudy Bush Valentine, who is, of course, the Democrat running for the U.S. Senate against Schmidt. Uh, So you've got Alex Witt, the campaign manager for A.G. Schmidt's opponent, Trudy Bush Valentine, is also followed by Hillary Clinton herself. Farmer looks less like a pro-life Christian and more like a Democrat political operative, they know. The timing of it also, the fact that the ad was posted on October 20th, just days after her story dropped in the Gannett media. One should ask why Farmer did not come forward with this story when it happened in August, but instead waited until two weeks before the election to do so. Even Yahoo News seemed seemed to see the red flags putting pro-life in quotes in skeptical quotation marks and highlighting that Farmer is making ads for Democrats in their headlines. Jezebel, which is a left-wing online outlet, also had a story focused on the claim that Farmer called her state senator, Bill White, for help. In the original story in the Springfield News Leader, Farmer claims she spoke to an unnamed aide of White's, the leader piece read that the aide told her that he would reach out to Ad- Attorney General Eric Schmidt and also connected her with Choices Medical Services, quote, which is basically an anti-abortion clinic in, quote, in Joplin, Farmer said. She said she never heard back or heard about what Schmidt said. The clinic told Farmer that they could not help her since her emergency situation required hospitalization. Jezebel then went off the deep end and insinuated that the clinic offered Farmer diapers for her dying baby in exchange for attending Bible services. The Jezebel piece claimed there are layers to just how unhelpful it sounds, like White was, but it's particularly struck by the callousness and stupidity of trying to direct her to a crisis pregnancy center. These Christian-run clinics exist solely to dissuade people from having abortions by pushing lies, and the most help that they could possibly offer Farmer is a non-medical pregnancy test and some diapers for a dying fetus if she attended enough Bible classes. PJ Media reached out to the clinic. Again, what a novel idea for a journalist. The spokesperson confirmed that they don't even offer Bible study classes. (laughs) Not something that they even have. Jezebel's, quote, journalist did not bother to check that fact before making it up to suit the purpose of making Republicans look foolish. Chung from Jezebel also conflated the unnamed aide with White himself, making readers believe that the senator actually told a woman in danger of dying to go to a crisis pregnancy center. But did that conversation with the aide even happen? It is impossible to verify without a name. PJ Media reached out to White, was unable to get a hold of anyone in his office at the time of publishing. If they do respond, we'll update the article. Schroer, who authored the Missouri abortion law, told PJ Media that lawmakers offered clarification to hospitals many, many times. After Roe, he provided PJ Media with the health department's guidance, which should have been sufficient for hospitals to care for Farmer. The decision not to provide care to Farmer should be investigated by the attorney general's office. Farmer's case, if true, was a textbook medical emergency. Turning her away should be considered medical negligence, and the doctors who did it should be prosecuted, if possible, for putting her life in danger. The abortion scaremongers out there are out in force and even created a website, postrowharm.com, where they use these stories and misreport them to illustrate how dangerous it is to restrict abortion. But the intellectual dishonesty is stunning. Julia Pulver, a nurse, argued this with me for the better part of two days this week on Twitter. It eventually boiled down to her admitting that the lawyers at the hospital are negligent. There's no excuse for this other than political gamesmanship. If lawyers are advising hospitals to turn away women who are in danger of dying, they need to be fined or replaced with lawyers who will correctly interpret the law. What we have here are doctors who want no restrictions so that they can be, cannot be held accountable. This is the kind of behavior we would expect from medical professionals who are working with activists and deliberately creating nightmare scenarios to challenge laws they don't like. Who is actually putting women's life in danger? Now we'll get that piece up for PJ Media. now as i know there are two portions to this the latter of the two is the political activism component to this now does that by itself mean that she is not telling the truth telling partial truths no I do believe, however, if you present yourself as somebody that is a pro-life Christian, but then your social media mocks Christianity, claims you don't believe in any religion, and you have all of these followers and are following people that are Democrat operatives, that it does tend to lead reasonable people to wonder if maybe there is just a bent of political bias in this and political motivation in this. It is not possible to verify. The news leader claims that they saw the medical records, but the news leader also clearly is okay with its readers falsely believing that there are no exemptions for the health and life of the mother. So, if they're going to be dishonest in that capacity, I don't know that you can necessarily trust them when it comes to the claim that they read through the medical information and they independently verified that, you know, all of the things that they're reporting on. Given and that and this is what should happen legitimately. There should be an investigation. And if she was turned away, that needs to happen. And that is what the news leader should be pushing for. That is what the that this Melissa Farmer should be pushing for. Now that she knows. If, if this truly isn't political and you find out, no, 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 they were not telling you the truth. If they, in fact, put you through all of this, that is, that is negligence. That's who you need to be going after. We'll see if she does. I think that also will tell us a lot. Because I know if I went through something... My family went through something that horrific and I found out that it was totally unnecessary and that, in fact, the law did create an exemption for my situation. I wouldn't go, oh, well. I guess there's nothing to do about it now. I think an interesting follow up for the leader would be to find out if she is going to. File any sort of lawsuit or go after the hospital for, according to her, falsely telling her that the law would not allow her to have an abortion in that particular scenario. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Ozark Outdoor Lighting, give them a holler. Their website is OzarkOutdoorservices.com. Whether you have a business, you have a home, you want it to look nice and festive. Christmas, they can take care of that for you, do all the lighting. They do an incredible job. Lighting is what they do. This isn't an off-season uh, thing that they do in order to supplement the loss of revenue because of winter. Lighting is what they do. Residential lighting, business lighting is what they do. They are Ozark Outdoor Lighting. So this is their area of expertise. They measure custom lights specific to your home, install, remove, and store them for you. You have a bulb go out, one, just one even. You get in touch with them, they're going to come out and replace that bulb with the exact same kind also. They're not going to you know, put some other bulb in there because they can't find the right one. And then, again, after the first year of the year, they take them down and store them for you until the next year. You want to change color schemes for the next year? There's no additional cost to that. In fact, after the first year, it's 25% off. So come to a free estimate. The great people. Ozark Outdoor Lighting. Find them online at OzarkOutdoorServices.com. Uh, simply because we are talking about the abortion issue. I know it's not necessarily the most fun issue to talk about. And when I do talk about it, it is in terms of contradictions or facts. I, I, I don't generally talk about it in the context of if you are somebody who... You know, you should be pro-life because of this or that. I just, I take it from a factual standpoint. Senator Mike Lee, who is in a, out there in Utah, he's a constitutional conservative guy. He's got this former CIA agent that's in there trying to, you know, throw a wrench into everything, McMullen. Abortion comes up, of course. Now there's only one reason questions like this come up, and it is because the media thinks that they can Todd Akin, these folks get them to say something, and that they're just so obsessed with this abortion issue, and because they're so emotionally unhinged about it in certain capacities, they think everyone else is th- sees things the same way they do. So they think the more that Republicans talk about abortion, the more that it is going to help Democrats not suffer any sort of disaster in the upcoming election. So Senator Mike Lee yesterday said that he would not support Lindsey Graham's legislation establishing a federal 15-week abortion ban, arguing that the GOP has, quote, been saying for nearly 50 years this is not a federal issue. He made the comment during an appearance on Fox News Sunday after being asked by host Shannon Bream if... He would consider backing Graham's bill. The Utah senator, who's facing a surprisingly tough re-election bid fight against independent Evan McMullen, who's a leftist, told Bream that while he has immersed respect for Graham, I cannot sign on to it, saying, quote, We've been saying for nearly 50 years that this is not a federal issue. It should be primarily a state issue, except insofar as we're dealing with federal funding and things that are distinctly part of Congress's role. So now that Roe has been overturned correctly, we can't suddenly make it a federal issue. Now, my question is, why is it not a federal issue? Now, here's where I have a problem with pro-life people who say it's a state's issue. I'm a, I'm a big state, you know, state's right kind of guy. But there are certain things like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that are federal issues. And if you really, truly, and I, I'm, this is, I'm just telling you my genuine, authentic thought as a guy who likes Mike Lee, by the way. How on earth can you say that you do believe it is killing a child, but if a state wants to allow that, they can? Because that's the position that that you're taking, that if the people in that state decide that they want one group of people to have such complete and total power over another group of people, they can kill them, just for convenience, if so be it. To me, that is even darker and I'll use the word evil, though I don't think that's the intent here. More evil than people who convince themselves that it's not even a child and that's why. It's not even a live human being and that's why abortion should be legal. But to to recognize, oh no, yeah, no, totally believe, pro-life, 100% that's a living child, you know. But if you happen to be a child who lives in Illinois, hey, tough luck, kid. We've been through this argument before. You know, there were some that said slavery was something that the states should be able to decide on their own. Interestingly enough, it was the Republican Party that pushed back against that Democrat argument. That when it came to holding dominion over the lives of others, states should be allowed to independently decide whether one group of people can do it for another. Now, I don't think anything that I said there is factually inaccurate. And I don't know how it is that people, and he's not alone, I understand that, how it is that you rectify that, how, you know, it's like saying this blanketed, you know, that that state rights covers everything. Like, well, rape, I mean, you know, it shouldn't be a federal issue if a state wants to allow rape. If a state wants to allow child molestation or, or kidnapping, uh, you know, hey, who are we? That That's not a federal issue. If we're gonna say the recognition and protection of life in that whole context of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is not in any way, shape, or form something that on a federal level should be respected and protected, then then what what can be you can use that logic to cover any law and any protection. And how that appears to get slipped unnoticed is, is beyond me. But I do think it's just interesting that that is the argument that the Democrats used against Republicans when it came to the issue of slavery. And that, hey, it's none of your business. We're our own state. We can do what we want. Let us decide. You do what you want. We'll do what we want. And now there are some, not all, but some Republicans who flip the roles. And now they're making that same argument that Democrats made when it comes to states' rights and instead of slavery, abortion which one could argue abortions worse because at least slaves had the ability to escape springfield's talk One i'm nick reed you're listening to nick reed in the morning on springfield's talk One I want to thank everybody who uh came out saturday morning and participated helped with the whole hot tub services giveaway raising food i it, uh, that in that uh, just uh, short two-hour period, I don't have the official numbers, but it, we were sort of ballparking at least over 3,000 pounds of food. And at the same time, um, Serenity Honors, who was there, she has, uh, you know, her contribution as well to the local veterans, something she's been working on, and you've heard us talk about that as well. And uh, I, I know several thousand of pounds from her as well Um um, hopefully today we can get a more finalized amount uh, so we can make sure that you all know uh, ultimately in the end how much food was raised for our area veterans as we do head into the holiday seasons. Uh, so, again, huge, huge thanks there to Big Shots Golf and, and of course, Hulk Hot Tub Services Um for uh, making all of that possible. Bricktown Brewery, giving Bricktown Brewery some uh, gift certificates. We had a long drive contest going on, uh, and uh, that was fun. A number of other other things, too. Barker's Frame and Collision and Pyramid Roofing for being supporters and donators for the cause as well. All that being said, speaking of feeding veterans, uh, we got a hero's breakfast coming up this Friday. That's right. We most certainly do. So be sure to come out Scrambler's. Friday, 6A to 9A if you're a veteran, and we're going to get you all set up with uh, some breakfast. It's a great time, and it'll be a great way to kick off the weekend, won't it, now? We've got news in 60 seconds, and then more of Biden's MSNBC delusional interview in the next